I'm your host, Mal Green, and this is Real Cop Story. I want to share with you uh, some of the personal stories that stick out in my mind over a 24-year career that challenged me in one way or another and helped me become a better human being. Each story throughout a career, once it stands out, it stands out for a reason. And I'm going to share that with you. Uh, I was working uh, with my partner, and we typically uh, worked on the what they call a paddy wagon or a um, conveyance wagon or when you convey prisoners who get arrested and whatnot. So we were on the squad together, and we got called to a fight, simple fight. Um, three people fighting, but they were on the move. They were walking around the area, and it sounded more like an argument than a fight, but that's, you know, people say fight and an argument, and they use them interchangeably. So we start going to the area, and, and we're looking for these three folks. They give a general description, and sure enough, we come across them uh, by the river. We stopped the folks and we're trying to figure out what is going on. They're not physically fighting. There's a three-way argument that's going on and we're trying to figure out what and why and how and, you know, what's going on. It comes to, it comes to light that there's a, a, a wife, uh, a husband, and someone that's in between the wife and husband were going through changes and were separated. And there's a three-way argument going here. The guy in between is like he doesn't want anything to do with it. He's just trying to walk off. And we're like, hold on, let's straighten this out. So we go to talk to the husband, and right away, he is very squirrely. You know, he doesn't want to talk to us, and, and he's backing away. So we see right away it's gonna, he's going to run. So my partner's on one side, I'm on the other side, and to the back of us is the river. We're like, okay, we got this. Now, mind you, this is not you know, five, six minutes of talking to these folks. This is just like a minute in. And he takes off. Just like we thought, you know, when you have experience, you, you can see it that they're going to run. And I'm like, he's got nowhere to go because my partner's got him flanked. I got him flanked on the other side. He's not going to jump in the river. And sure enough, he runs and jumps in the river. Okay. So now we're like, okay, we need another car. Go to the other side of the river just in case he swims across there. Not a big deal, right? Well, the, the guy jumps in and then informs us that he can't swim. Okay. So my partner goes up, and this river is a very murky, nasty river. You know, it's not that deep, but it, it's very dark. We go up. He gets the, the life preserver, throws it at him. The guy misses it by just inches. I mean, he hit the side of it, and we thought he had it, and he didn't. He went under. Fire department's coming, and we're talking now just minutes. And he lost his life. Now, 
that was a very traumatic event because we didn't, we were talking just like a minute and all of this unfolded. We couldn't even get to what, what was really going on until after this tragic event. That's a very unfortunate story. And uh, to this day, it, it's very, you know, you, you question, did you do the right thing? And, you know, it, it, really, it really affected both of us. Afterwards, we find out from the wife that the gentleman had mental health issues for a long time. But we didn't know that from the beginning. And now there's lives that are affected because they have children. People can question, why didn't you jump in and this, that, and the other? I know myself, I'm not a swimmer like that. I couldn't save somebody's life. And when you hesitate like that, you have to understand when you're in the moment that either you can do something or you can't. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly. But it takes you being in that moment. I knew I couldn't save this gentleman because I can't swim like that. I don't know what my partner's ability is. The fire department got there and, was, and, and they couldn't hardly find him. Because like I said, it's a very dark, dirty river. It took them a while. So there's all kinds of emotions that go through your head. So now the detective bureau comes out and the investigation ensues as to what happened, what's going on. And the, the boss came out, you know, the assistant chief comes out and you guys okay? Yeah, we're okay. You know, and, and whatnot. And it, it don't, don't, now, when I'm moving forward with this story, don't think that I'm blaming the organization because it's not their fault about the next part of the story of what happens. As law enforcement personnel, we go from one assignment to another, irregardless of how tragic it is, once that's wrapped up, we go back in service and we go to the next assignment. That's how we're trained. So once that investigation was wrapped up, we go back in service and go back to the next assignment. At the end of the day, we wrap it up like we normally do. You working tomorrow? Yeah, I'm working tomorrow. Yeah, we're working together. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. We go to um, our morning briefing, get our keys, and we hit the streets. My partner asks, how'd you sleep? I said, well, not too good. 
He said, I had nightmares all night. I said, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. So for the next maybe six months or so, every time we were working, we were debriefing that incident. We go take an assignment, we get back in the rig, and we would talk about this incident. What did we do wrong? What could we do better? How we're sleeping and whatnot. I was easier to reconcile myself that we didn't do anything wrong. Yes, a man lost his life, but we didn't do anything wrong. And we didn't have all the information because everything took place so fast. We're talking seconds into a few minutes. The, the nightmares continued, and especially for him, for a while, the nightmares continued. Now, at that point, could we reached out for, for some counseling and this, that, and other? Sure, we could have. But we're trained to, we're old school partners, and we're trained to deal with it, and we dealt with it in the squad car. Not the preferred method today, but that's how we dealt with it. And like I said, that's not the organizational uh, fault. That's just how we were brought up into this thing. That's how we grew up into it. The partners dealt with the, the pain of it. It took a long while um, for him to stop having the nightmares, but we took care of each other. Every time we worked together, we would debrief that thing. We would, you know, how'd you sleep? What's going on? We'd talk about the day. We'll talk about, you know, what's going on, the problems, and things that go on with that. Those are the things that people don't really understand about the climate and the jobs that we do. And I tell you that story so that we can take a look and see that there's a better way to do it today from the organizational standpoint and from the individual standpoint. Um, knowing what I know today, you know, I probably would have intervened with both of us and say, hey, man, let's go get some counseling instead of us counseling ourselves. To get a third party involved with this thing to kind of help us reconcile this thing, um, but like I said, it it truly affects it affects him still today, you know. And he's retired. But if he's if if it's me and him talking, I say, you remember that? And he's like, man, you know, I still can't get it why that dude jumped in that water. I still can't get it. That's the one question that we can't answer. Other than he had mental health issues, well, it, it, there, was, there was nothing to, once we got the investigation as to what was going on to him, everybody would have went their separate ways. It was just an argument. He may have been distraught over his, his, his wife, you know, meeting this guy at the whatever, and, and I get that, but still... We could all work that out. 
And I'm not blaming him. This is not a blame the victim. We're just trying to answer questions for ourselves that we would never be able to answer. But that, that's one of the stories that I, I wanted to share with you that comes out of my personal library. Again, my name is Mal Green. This is Real Cop Stories. You can reach me at malgreen at gmail. Um, please reach out, and uh, we will catch you at the next podcast. Remember, we're always advocates for mental health funding, proper treatment, and counseling for everyone. Thank you for your time.